episode number 149 of the Living Deliberately podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get unstuck, get clear, and live your life deliberately. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're signing up to listen to, I'm the creator of The Unstuck Method and The Clear Way, two groundbreaking self-help tools that promote your emotional health and well-being. I'm the author of the book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and I'm currently writing my second book, Getting Clear. I teach all about these tools in my workshops, retreats, and coaching programs. I'm married to a wonderful husband named Boaz. I'm the mother of four children. I'm an avid yogini, and I'm passionate about composing music. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. I would like to start off this episode with saying thank you to those of you who have supported my You Are Loved Kickstarter campaign. If you are a new listener to this podcast, you can tune into last week's episode to learn more about the song that I wrote called You Are Loved and the mission that I am on to get this song into the hands of as many parents and grandparents and teachers and caregivers as possible. While I have reached my goal, thanks to those of you who have supported the campaign, there are still about 18 days left, and I am planning to continue to promote this campaign because I have such deep confidence in the power of this song for anyone who listens to it. So I've decided to add another perk just in case you have yet to support the campaign. If you pledge $15, you will not only receive the MP3 of my song directly to your inbox in the next few weeks, you'll also receive a deck of Getting Unstuck consideration cards sent directly to your home. So if you haven't yet pledged to the campaign, please consider doing so today. I'm going to post the link to the campaign in the show notes below. Okay. So as you know, very recently, about four episodes ago, I made a switch on this podcast from focusing only on getting unstuck to now focusing on living deliberately. I started out by teaching about the two parts of the brain, and I'm going to refer back to those episodes on many of the future episodes. But for now, what I want to do is walk you through the steps of living deliberately. Walking through these steps is not something I can do in one episode. In fact, it's something I am committed to doing in many, many, many episodes moving forward, offering you short tidbits of anything related to the work of living deliberately. And before I start sharing with you what I'm going to speak about today, I first want to share with you or actually define what living deliberately is to me because it's really important, and I can't assume that we're all on the same page. So to me, living deliberately means living on purpose. It means creating your future ahead of time by using your mind. It means creating possibilities of what the future may hold for you, even if your past doesn't prove that as something that may be possible. Living deliberately is about creating new thoughts and showing up in ways that you may have never dreamed possible. 
In other words, living deliberately is about creating. It's about not being passive, but rather it's about you taking an active role in your life to create whatever it is you want to create. It's about being a creator. And if you don't like that term because you believe in an actual creator with a capital C, then it's about being a mini creator or a co-creator. However it is that you want to look at it, it's about recognizing the power that you have to create because you do have that power. Whether you access it or not is something else entirely. With living deliberately, you intentionally access that power on a regular basis. Now, all of this may sound really abstract or even philosophical to you, but actually what living deliberately is, is the complete opposite of abstract or philosophical. The work of living deliberately is actually very real, and it's actually quite simple. It's very concrete and it's very doable. Yes, it takes work. Yes, it takes commitment. Yes, it takes patience. But if you are committed to doing this work, anything that you want to create, I believe is possible. Okay, so the very first thing that you need to do to live deliberately is notice your starting place. Before going anywhere or before making any decisions, you need to know where you are right now. And that starting place is noticing what's going on in your life that you want to change or something you want to improve or something you want to create that doesn't yet exist. You must know where you are in the beginning. When you turn on your Waze or Google Maps in order to guide you to your destination, the app knows where you are starting, right? It has to. Otherwise, it wouldn't be able to get you to where you want to go. It's the same thing with your life. You may know where you want to get to, but you must first know where you are starting. Now, there may be a lot of places in your life that you would like to make improvements on. Maybe where you're starting at is that you are overweight, or you're not sleeping well, or your work-life balance is kind of out of whack, or... Maybe you don't feel happy, or maybe you're in a relationship that you're less than satisfied with. Maybe you're not taking care of yourself physically and emotionally the way you want to. See if you can notice where you are starting and what it is that you're not so pleased with or not so satisfied with in your life. As I mentioned in episode 145, Awareness is really half the battle when it comes to living deliberately. See if you can pinpoint the one area in your life that you are least satisfied with. Like if you could snap your fingers and change this thing right now, what would it be? What would you want to create? Now, the question I just asked may seem very innocent and very easy to answer. What do you want to create? But for a lot of people, it's not really that simple, and it's not always so intuitive, and it's not something we think about on a regular basis. And I also want you to consider that the question I just asked was not, what do you want to have, right? 
What I asked you is, what do you want to create? The way we use language is so important, and it really affects the way we look at our lives and our perceptions of things and how we act. If I were to ask you, look at your life and tell me what is it that you want? By asking a question in this way, I would be removing the power that you have within yourself and placing that power in someone else or in something else. For example, if your answer to that question was, I want my husband to be kinder, or I want more people to like me, or I want better neighbors. By stating what you want to have, you unconsciously put yourself in a victim state. And when you're in a victim state, you basically relinquish your power to things outside of you that you have zero control over. You can't change the people or circumstances outside of you. And by saying, I would be happy if I could just have whatever that thing is, by saying that, you're creating an impossible future because you'll never be able to get happy, for example, if you're constantly trying to change something that's out of your power. The way people show up in the world is not your business. It's theirs. And if you try to keep showing up and changing the way they are being, you are only going to drill a big, deep hole for yourself to get stuck in. If you want to live deliberately, you cannot start your life with what you want to have. You must start by asking yourself, what do you want to create? This question is an entirely different question. By asking, what do you want to create? It puts you back in the driver's seat as the one who is in control and the one who is deciding ahead of time what you want your life to look like. So for instance, instead of wanting people to like you, what you may want to create is friendships, right? Now, it may seem like semantics, right? On the one hand, it's like, I want people to like me. On the other hand, I'm saying I want to create friendships. It sounds like the same thing, but really it's not. Wanting people to like me is putting the control in someone else's hands. Creating friendships is putting the control back in my hands. It's the same thing regarding, on the one hand, wanting a kinder husband, and on the other hand, me creating an improved marriage. Or, on the one hand, wanting better neighbors, or on the other hand, me creating a relationship that I want to have with my neighbors. So take a moment now and identify what it is in your life that you want to create. Now, the examples I offered so far had to do with other people. You certainly can do this work on creating things that involve only yourself. Like maybe you want to create a more physically fit body, or maybe you want to create weight loss, or maybe you want to create more self-confidence. There are endless avenues to what you can create in your life. What is it that you want to create? Now, I have a lot of things in my life that I want to create. Some of them are big things, like improving relationships, and others are smaller or more short-term things, 
Like before I go into a speech, I want to create a powerful and inspirational talk, right? It doesn't matter where you want to live deliberately. You're always starting with the same question. What is it do I want to create? And remember, the answer to your question cannot be changing somebody or something outside of you. I start every single day like this. I wake up and I ask myself, what is it that I want to create today? I look at my day ahead. I see what's on the calendar. I see what my workday looks like and what I'm going to be doing and who I'm going to be with. And I decide ahead of time what I want to create for myself. I'm constantly creating throughout the day, both in my work, but also when I interact with people. And even sometimes when I come into situations that were unexpected, I ask myself, what do I want to create in this moment? That being said, I also have one main overall thing that I'm currently working on creating right now in my life. And those people who are on the Living Deliberately journey with me, that's my weekly group program, they're doing the same thing. Each person is choosing one thing to work on long-term. And the reason I say long-term is because when you are looking to create a big change in your life, whether that's breaking a habit or creating a new version of yourself, it takes time. And if you know anything about creating change, It just doesn't come overnight, but rather it comes with time and a lot of patience and a lot of consistent showing up and taking action. And it really comes with a willingness not only to show up, but a willingness to fail and a willingness to keep taking action despite anything that's happening around you. And doing that can be hard sometimes, and you can face difficult emotions as you go through it for sure. And you can get stuck. And having a community to support you through it all can be what makes or breaks you. And that's the reason that I created the Living Deliberately journey. Anyway, what is the one most important thing in your life right now today that you want to create? I keep asking you this because if you aren't working with me now, if you're not participating on the journey then my hope is that as I continue to offer you these podcast episodes, you'll be able to apply what I'm teaching you to your own life. So I will share with you the one area that I am working to create in my life. I am 46 years old, and I am in the stages of perimenopause. And what I have noticed in the past couple of years or so is an increased amount of abdominal fat that I never used to have. I've been a yoga instructor for the past 20 years or so, and I eat pretty healthfully. And this fat that has accumulated around my abdominal area is pretty new to me. And it's something, to be honest, that I would like to get rid of for many reasons. And so if you are on the journey with me, you will know that this is my focus. And that is going to be my focus for the coming year. And for those of you who are not on the journey with me, but you are dedicated listeners, I can't wait to share with you where this journey takes me. Now, it's not that I'm not creating other things in my life. I am. 
I'm constantly creating other things in my relationships, with my work, in my community, but those things are just not my main focus right now. Because what I have found in my own life is when I focus on one main goal at a time, not only am I more successful, but that success actually impacts me across other areas of my life. So for example, when I begin to lose weight, I feel better, my self-image improves, I'm happier, my relationships improve, and so much more. So while it's really tempting to focus on and create lots and lots of goals for myself, my suggestion is to start with one and stick with it for a while. Maybe you want to break a habit, or maybe you want to create a better relationship with yourself or with someone else, or maybe you want to create a successful business. I don't know what it is that you want to create, but I ask you again, what is the one thing, the most pressing or the most important thing in your life right now that you want to create. If you want to live life deliberately, you must get into a habit of asking yourself on a regular basis, what is it that I want to create? Next week, I'll be continuing this conversation to the next step, and I look forward to sharing that with you. Please remember, if you have not yet made your pledge to the You Are Loved campaign, please make your pledge today. For $10, you will receive the song to your inbox in just a couple of weeks, and you'll be supporting getting this song into the hands of as many children around the world as possible. The link is in the show notes, and I thank you for your support. Wishing you a good rest of your week, and I look forward to getting unstuck getting clearer, and living deliberately with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. For more information on my workshops, programs, and retreats, please visit me on my website at shiragura.com. Dot com. See you next week.